Talk Live, 855-450 free. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday night edition. Did I say this is live, Stephanie? Uh, you did now. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the live <laughs> Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. And I I know people aren't used to hearing live programming on the weekend, especially in the evening on the weekend. This is It's true and truly a barren wasteland. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is Mark with you, by the way. And Stephanie. And I just came back from the Talkers Media Conference, Talk Media Conference, as it's called, uh, in uh, Dallas. And Ian and I, the, the normal uh, weekday host, Stephanie, you, you help me out here on uh, Sundays, and I do appreciate it. But the normal weekday um, host and I, Ian, went went there and we talked to everybody. And, you know, the it, it's amazing. Everybody knows that there is a dearth of programming on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to care that the listening audience is unserved. Now, oh, really? Huh. Yeah, I, I, I'm certain Why that... Why is that? Is it just because that's how it's been for a long time? Yeah. And that, that's in radio. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about in satellite. I know that the uh, uh, Sirius XM does a, a great job of uh, providing live content to its um, its listeners. But uh, and in radio... You know, if you're hearing this on the radio, your program director cares enough to get you a live program. There aren't that many out there. Um, so, you know, just there you go. Free Talk Live's live. You can call in at 855-450-3733. Talk about whatever interests you. But I was surprised by a news story here um, that that we've got. It's called it's from military.com. Oh, surprise is not the word. I yeah. mean, this is just horrible. You know, I, it's, when it comes to news, you wonder who you believe and who you don't believe. I mean, everybody's got an agenda, and, and it seems like in the world of news that people are willing to lie in order to press their agenda. But I'm going to read the story, and you can decide what you want to believe regarding it. I find certain facts in it to, be, um, to, give, to, to make me believe the story. Mm-hmm. Villagers in Afghanistan, this is from military.com. It's dated October the 21st. Villagers in Afghanistan say that they were forced to walk ahead of Afghan and U.S. soldiers along roads in areas believed to be mined by the Taliban. Now, that means that the Afghan army and the U.S. army, according to these folks, forced villagers to walk ahead of them and perhaps go kaboom when they stepped on landmines. So uh, NPR here uh, reports villagers said this is a UPI story, but it's uh, quoting NPR (laughs) um, said the Afghan and U.S. troops pulled them from their homes one evening in early September and forced them to walk in front of troops for more than a mile in the Panjwai district southwest of Kandahar City. By the way, if you come to me for your pronunciations of Afghan towns and names, you're in big trouble. Yeah, <laughs> they're hard to pronounce. Yeah, well, I'm, we'll I'm sure they're easy mark. for them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they probably have a difficult time with uh, Keene, New Hampshire, and uh, and Mark Edge. <laughs> so anyway, um, no one was injured, but the incident, if the incident happened, it would appear to violate the Geneva Convention's governing treatments of civilians. Wow, it, I mean, it really, the NPR is really going on a limb there. It yeah. would appear to violate the uh, <laughs> Geneva. It's almost like they're afraid to say it. I mean, yeah. it they literally treated people as expendable objects that are just meant to test whether there are road mines. Right. And if this were true, this would be a despicable act perpetrated by U.S. and Afghan forces, their puppets, and um, that that everybody involved should spend the rest of their lives in prison, turning big rocks into little rocks. Yeah, it's it's awful, and it, it's reminiscent of the Trail of Tears. Are you familiar with that? Where yes. Andrew Jackson, you know, made all these Native Americans march away from their homes. Um, except, Cherokees, mostly. Yes, yes, and uh, but it, in that case, they didn't have 
the possibility of landmines in the road. No, but I like many, many, many of them didn't make it. There's yes. another. Oh shoot! There's a Japanese uh, march, a Japanese prisoner march that I'm not remembering. Uh, oh wow! Bhutan. I don't know. I should not make guesses. We can do a little research on it. Yep. Yep. So anyway, um, going on. Uh, apparently. The Afghan general in charge of Afghan troops in the Panjwai district and Panjwai's district governor denied the villagers' accounts. It's the Bataan Death March. I wasn't too bad. Yeah, what, that what was, did I say? You said that. Oh, God. Amazing. <laughs> Super genius. Wait a second. Wait, <laughs> right. Stephanie, wait a what do I got on my chest? Oh, super genius. I got my That's new super genius are, uh, shirt on. Yeah, Wiley Coyote. Yep, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, let's see. According to this, the, the, the general in charge of the Afghan troops says, this isn't true. No, no, this didn't happen. And, and like I said, deny, you deny, expect deny. everybody to lie in these circumstances. Well, one of these parties is lying and one of them is telling the truth or both of them is lying, right? I mean, that is that is the uh, the foregone conclusion here. Somebody has to be lying uh, because the you know Afghan military is lying. Yeah, well, and when there's, what, hundreds of civilians saying that this happened and then the generals are saying, oh, no, it didn't happen. It's scores of villagers, yeah. actually. Um, so, so a score is 20, scores right? 20, so yeah. scores is at least 40. Right. Scores, yeah, I guess I suppose it's at least 40. I would have gone higher than that. I mean, yeah. 80 was the number that popped into my mind, but yep. I suppose they would have, um, you know, it's, it's hard to, uh, you know, maybe they could have said about 80. I don't know. Um, but anyway, you're talking about a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people are claiming that this is true. And they could have gotten together and said, what's the best lie that we could have, um, you know, involved? What, what, what is the best lie that we could make here? And, mm-hmm. you know, come up with this. It's possible. Or the one Afghan general that denied it, he could be lying. The NATO forces uh, commander here says Joint Command said that uh, the incident was under investigation, which is government speak for we don't answer your questions. Yeah, you know I it's know this not is as government. They're going to follow up later and by the people the for the people of the people and all that stuff, but we don't answer questions so that people have information so that they can make decisions about choosing quote unquote our leaders. <sighs> let's go to Marty and um, let's see, listening to XM, Marty. It's good audio hey, stream there, right? Yes, I can hear you. What's going on? All right, look, in Vietnam, it was a common practice for our troops to take Viet Cong and make them march down that trail in front of them to trip the booby traps. This okay. happened. So, to me, this is nothing new. This goes on in all wars. And this do you agree began, with this? Man. Does it? I mean, it may have happened before, but that doesn't make it right, right? Hey, look, there ain't nothing right about war anyway, but you're out there to survive, man. That's it. Bottom line. If you got you do what you got to do. There's all kinds of stuff that's going on over there that ain't getting reported. You it's know true. it, and I know it. It's Open absolutely eyes, true. Man. It's it's absolutely true. Well, now, first off, of you were saying that the, 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 Viet, the Viet Cong. It's, Marty, are you there? Marty dropped. Okay. okay. So Marty makes uh, you know a, an interesting point. He says that uh, you know that this used to be done with the Viet Cong. The Viet Cong was the enemy in the Vietnam War, not villagers. Right, okay, so right. you're not going to win Afghanistan by forcing villagers, even if they're in a, a Taliban-controlled area or whatever. I mean, that they're not the enemy; they are the the people that you're supposed to be there saving. Yeah. He's right. It's supposed that, to be liberating them, right? <laughs> right. right. He's right that war's hell, but I don't accept that that's okay. Yeah. Um, the, Neither do I. And then you know there are lots of parallels between Vietnam and what's going on today in Iraq, Afghanistan, all over the Middle East. You know, it's it's like this losing proposition. Really, there's nothing being accomplished there. Right, and, and no I don't. Clear goals. I'm not callous to it, and that's the, that's the point. Is a I understand that terrible things are going on, and b what the f 
is the United States military doing in Afghanistan? Yeah. What's there? Obama's State Department has stated, and you see, this is the thing that at one point I was, uh, you know, put my hand over my heart and, you know, cry because they're playing the uh, the Pledge of Allegiance flag song thing, yeah. the, the little prayer to the, uh, the, the graven the image God of, of the uh, the red, white, and blue uh, piece of fabric. I used to be that way, but now I realize that this is just the banner behind which the politicians tell their lies. And it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I, you know, I mean, I think that there's a difference between my country and my government, but I think that most of the people in my country don't know the difference. I, I feel like they'd, well, you know, it, it's the military and that's what they do. They go around, they kill people, they break things. Yeah. But if you're going to have this organization, you would hope that people would use it judiciously. And I don't feel it's been used judiciously in the last 65 years. Yeah, if, I don't think anyone questions that. it at all. They're grown. Well, I mean, can you blame them, Mark? Because they grow up in an environment where they're taught to say the Pledge of Allegiance and feel this, this you know, feeling in their heart, a special place for the U.S. troops and all that and support the troops, wear the yellow ribbon and all that. Right. But... You know, if you stop to think about it critically and you think, hey, you know, what's what's actually happening there besides wanton destruction and killing? Right. Uh, you're not going to come up with much of an answer. Right. And, and the, the color's right. It's it's a reality, but it's not an acceptable reality. I not agree. to me. I mean, if, if this is an acceptable reality to you, please call in and, let, and tell me why it's an acceptable reality. I, I want to know. I mean, yeah. do you agree with Marty? It's OK. I mean, I don't know that he said it was OK. I mean, he just he was saying it's reality. 855-450-3733 on Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. I can truthfully say that VerbalSurgery.com, best daggum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. VerbalSurgery.com gets inside of my brain, massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some VerbalSurgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good. Live 855 453. It's a SACL toll free call in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. 855 450 3733. Those are the last four digits in case you, well, you don't have the little numbers on your phone. You know, I, some of these cell phones don't have the, <laughs> right. the, the, the letters on them. Yeah, I noticed you that. Know, try to dial these things. I mean, there are websites you can go to. If you have one of the smartphones that doesn't have the numbers, you can go to, I think, phonespell.org is one of them, and my, it converts it automatically. There are probably apps for it, too. My phone is either dumb or evil. I'm not sure which, because it's certainly not smart. <laughs> I would not use that term to describe the phone. I mean, you know, it's so difficult to it use. It could be smart and evil. It could, it could be. Then you got to watch out. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I it, somehow it, it, it does all kinds of things. I just can't get it to do them consistently, and it, it can be very frustrating. I mm. sometimes often look at those people with the old flip phones, and I think, I remember it was so much easier to use that. By old, I mean five years old. Um, <laughs> it was so much easier to use that. I wish I just had one of those. Uh, you know, these these new things with the big screens that you touch, they'll die. If, if you don't have that screen turned off it'll dial mars in a minute um in your pocket and <laughs> uh, you know i haven't had that experience i 
I quite enjoy my Android phone. Yeah, I'm it's very capable. Ready to throw Makes my, my life better. Street. You're just a Luddite, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> certainly cranky. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> we do have a, a little update. We mentioned the Bataan Death March in the last segment when we were talking about just sort of uh, military marches where people, prisoners of war, were forced to march places. And uh, it took place uh, in Japan during World War II. And it was a 60-mile march characterized by wide-ranging physical abuse and murder, resulted in very high fatalities inflicted upon prisoners and citizens alike by the Japanese army, and was later judged by an allied military commission to be a Japanese war crime. So, yeah, good thing you brought that up, Mark. I hadn't so thought of it. If this out of military.com, this this story is true, yep. and, you know, I don't know how... <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's so- similar to a, something that was judged in the past to be a war crime. And we've found out from the WikiLeaks that the government, you know, is lying um, in uh, many cases on yes. what it says as far as the news coming out of these military um, areas. And I understand why it might choose to do that. But remember what it's doing when it lies. When the government lies, it is saying that we know better than our citizens what these um, what should be done here. Maybe they do. Maybe they do know best how to fight this war. I'm not saying that's not true, but it's the lie that is the Constitution. The Constitution is a bald-faced lie when the government is able to lie to you. Because if this is a government of the people, by the people, for the people, and anybody who still believes that is living in a fantasy world. <laughs> right, yeah. But if it is, then you need to have the information to be able to make the choices so that you can vote for the right person. Of course, for every person who's going out and making the right choice is another person who, you know, is just out of the insane asylum um, who's making a, a vote, too, that they're trucking in from someplace. So, um, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I, I like to show people the dichotomies, the, the unworkability of the hierarchical top-down model of governance that we have at this point. Yes. Uh, it's just – it. It doesn't work anymore. That's why you see so many people upset with what we've going, we've got going on. That's how that's how Americans can walk along um, with the idea in their mind that a, the military's fighting for our freedom, and b, we need to give up our freedoms in order to secure our freedoms. I mean, right. somehow they can have these ideas in our minds. We have fewer freedoms than we did ten years ago, but. The military is fighting for our freedom, and they've been doing it all along. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's just uh, all of those truisms, all of those little phrases that are meant to just basically shut down dissent and discussion, they don't make sense, right? But people repeat them over and over and get really emotional if someone right. challenges them. you're a bad them. American. That's how they're perpetrated. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot easier to say, I love our troops. And I'm, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I, I really am on the fence about how I feel about the troops. I really am. I... Um, you know, I often, you know, I, I, I would not wish death or bodily injury right, on anyone. And but it's very likely to happen if someone goes into the military. Right. If you, I mean, you know, that's that's really what they're there for. I feel like if it's if it's a choice between an Afghan civilian or an Afghan child or whatever, in this case, they've got Afghan civilians walking down a road or one of our military guys, our military guys, he signed up for it. This person standing at the end of a bayonet being walked down a road and who may step on a landmine in the next moment. Yeah, they, they didn't sign up for it. They for didn't sure. sign up for it. Um, real quick here. If you're a cigarette smoker, I was too for many years, um, you know that, well, <laughs> just like bayonets, cigarettes kill. Ooh, not quite the same way. But... Not, not the same way, no. It's a really slow bayonet <laughs> driving into your lungs. <laughs> There's a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier 
22,000 times healthier. It's Vaporsmiths.com. Um, you can save, as an average smoker, 120 bucks a month. That's a big savings. You can get all kinds of great flavors. You get better flavors. No stinky smell on you. Uh, you know, no, you'll live longer. You can use it just about anywhere. You get free shipping on orders of over $60. And um, this, uh, this, this deal I'm going to tell you about, the Buy 40 Cardamizer, Get a Free Starter Kit, is uh, 69 bucks, I believe, 70, 70 bucks somewhere in there. Use coupon code FTL, Buy 40 Cardamizers, the things that go on the back of it. And this is a really great vaporizer. It's the highest quality, and it produces an amazing amount of vapor. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's just better than the chintzy ones out there. You, this is the best deal going on uh, vaporizers uh, for nicotine. It's vaporsmiths.com. You go there, uh, you can, or you can call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. It is a great item, and you'll be quite happy that you, uh, you know, tried it out. Vaporsmiths.com. So I'm going to go on with this article here. The the Penjwai pa, pa, district Ooh, uh, boy. <laughs> yeah, has been a Taliban stronghold until the U.S. troop surge in 2010 started to displace insurgents. Uh, NPR said the Taliban now use roadside bombs and suicide bombers to fight there. Imagine how much you must be upset in order to be a suicide bomber. Like you got to oh. be pretty angry with how things are going. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Uh... I don't want to say it, it makes it right or anything, but I can kind of relate, you know, when someone is just pushed to the brink of being so desperate to do something and not feeling like they have any options left in life. I guess that's what they do. And there's always uh, 70 virgins, right? So, yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I don't know that you're going to get 70 virgins out of the deal now. I suspect. Why would you want, why would you want anyway? them particularly? Yeah. I suppose you could teach them in the ways that uh, or whatever. Do they just keep it's oh, heaven, right? They could creepy. be virgins all the time. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Science fiction for uh, in Stone Age science fiction. Um, let's go to let's take some calls here before I finish up the article. Let's uh, go to Jess in South Bend. Jess. Jess, you are on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, I was just wondering. Uh, you two talked about politicians. But, uh, Hiding behind the banner, and you talked about you don't know whether or not you support the troops. Um, I'm just wondering where where you two are coming from. You know, when when you say uh, some of the kids are talking the Pledge of Allegiance and whatnot, I that half the classrooms in this country don't say the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. I bet the only time kids in this country uh, hear the well, just I, I bet you're wrong, I, but I don't know. I wouldn't. I know for certainly sure. did say it when I was growing up, and I, I had questions about it then. And I, I'd like to talk with you some more about yeah. this, if you don't mind. If you hold on, if you would, please. Yeah. Do, do you like living free? Hold, just hold the line, if you will, Jess. Um, are we? Do you like living free? I like I'd living love to free. Live free. I, yeah. You know, I just I don't think that America is getting freer. No. Hold the line, please, Jess. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free talk live. Live, 855-450 free. That's the SACL toll-free call in line here on the live Sunday edition, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. Give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Free Talk Live is an open line show, completely interactive. And, well, we've got a 
interactive website, too. You can go there, link to stories, blog posts, videos, whatever you want, and uh, people can vote them up, vote them down. You can do the same with theirs. It's freetalklive.com. We're having a conversation here regarding this uh, military.com report that apparently U.S. and Afghan forces may have. The accusation is is that they um, had some civilians, scores of civilians complained of this, uh, walk down a road that might have been mined um, at gunpoint. So, And Jess called in, um, wants to know where we're coming from. So uh, let's get Jess back on the air here. Jess, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I, I thought it was somewhat humorous during the break there. I was listening to uh, two commercial years. One was about uh, gun holsters and whatnot, and the other was about, like, Army-Navy supplies. And yeah. <laughs> here you are talking about, you know, the military and whatnot. I just I just caught a little bit of, uh, of your show before I called, and it's the first time I've listened to you all, but it just seemed to me like you guys were kind of running down the troops and the flag and... Uh, well, Jess, yeah. uh, first of all, if I could jump in, uh, this is Stephanie, by the way. Welcome to the yeah, show. Stephanie, go. And, you know, I, I, I'm just, I just have some really serious questions about why did the U.S. go into Afghanistan, Iraq in the first place? I, I question what they're accomplishing there. Uh, it seems pretty obvious to me that they're not increasing freedom around the world, which is something that a lot of people say that they're supposed to be doing. And I don't like all the death and destruction that I see happening. And, you know, it's it's not that I, I think that the troops are bad people or anything like that. I just, you know, they come home with a lot of casualties and a lot of uh, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And I don't like to see that. And so it's it's mostly just questioning this whole paradigm of war in the first place. Does that make a little well, more sense? Why, why do you think we're there? Uh, why do I think we're there? I'm not really sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's the military industrial complex that uh, that Washington makes money and the people that own the politicians have them in their pockets make lots of money by making things that go kaboom and employing people to do jobs, essentially digging holes to fill in other holes, uh, sweeping sidewalk, sweeping sunshine off the sidewalk, things like that. There's a lot and, of waste, too, and nobody really were questions you, were it. Were ever in the military? Would that make my opinion better or worse? Well, I think it would make it maybe uh, more uh, informed. Well, um, I I can tell you my uncle was in the military. He was in the Air Force and said that it almost ruined him for work, the working world. Um, and I have, I've had uh, been doing the show for 10 years now, had vets call in all over the place, have vets on the show as co-hosts. And they say that, uh, frankly, the military is just a big, giant bureaucracy. It's basically the post office and fatigues. They don't worship it. They don't think it's an amazing thing. Really, really, well, Jess. I mean, yeah, I and Jess, Jess. I'm Jess. I did, I did two terms. What did you Vietnam. do to increase freedom, Jess? What did I do? Yeah, what did you do to increase well, Americans' I, freedom? I felt like I was there to fight for the cause. To what is the cause? The people in South Vietnam that were oppressed for so many years, and to try to. Um, enhance democracy or a rule of order in that part of the world. So why should I pay for that, Jess? Well, Assuming okay. what you're saying is true. Maybe, maybe maybe you don't need to pay for it, but why should you pay for a lot of things? Uh, uh, all of my kids and grandkids are out of school now, and uh, I still pay taxes for school. I don't uh, think you should have to. I don't think you, I mean, I think you should... <laughs> <laughs> I think you should pay to send your kids to school, and everybody should pay to send their kids to school. Well, you know, but, uh, bringing this a little bit more back on track, Jess, I, w- I would like to know, were you drafted, or did you voluntarily sign up? 
I joined. I was in my third year of college okay. in engineering, and uh, and I joined. Well, you know, I, I see, by the way, I work in the medical field, and I see a lot of veterans who are now coming back from Iraq and multiple tours, more than they thought they were going to get. And, you know, they have PTSD, they have bodily injuries, uh, and, you know, they really come back with a lot of severe problems, and they don't get the support that they were and, promised. And, and in this know? war, it is strictly voluntary. This is not a draft. Yes, uh, it, it may be I voluntary, fought, although it's... a draft, but I still join. And it was my choice, and it is everyone's choice today. It's and not my choice to pay for it, Jess. It. Exactly. That's that's. It's I think one choice. of the biggest problems that we have, Jess, is that you know we, as people who are not in the military but who pay taxes, we really can't choose uh, to not support something like a war with which we disagree. I think that this war is pointless. I agree with Obama State Department that says the only reason that we're there is because Obama has married himself to this war politically, and that there is nothing to be had. That there are hundreds of well, Taliban. I'm not a big Obama, Wait a second. I'm not a big Obama fan. Right. I'm, not, but, I'm uh, not a fan of any any of these politicians. As far Bush. as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, they're all killers. Okay. So, you know, I mean, I got I don't care about either Bush or Obama. I don't have a horse in this race. Um, the point I'm trying to make is, is I don't have, you have the a option. country in this race. What I, look? You yeah. Know, and I think I don't we know would what all, that even that means. You okay? know, Jess, I think we would all be better off if if and I hate to even say we because I don't feel like I'm included in this. But I think, you know, if the U.S. government would kind of mind its own business a little bit more and not get involved in all these other places around the world that they really uh, have no business being there, then everyone would be better off. Well, I, b- I believe that we should not be the world's policemen. I've, I've believed that for a long time. But, but you don't think that that was... But you supported Vietnam? I mean, isn't that the world's policeman? Yes. I just made a statement, though, that I don't think we should be. We were then, and I think that there was a cause... There was a cause now. But isn't the cause uh, being the world's policeman? I, I think it, it's like, uh, you know, if, if you took logic in high in uh, college, uh, it's uh, diminishing returns. Like, you know, when you first eat that first pancake, it tastes great. But after your seventh it's marginal value. One, it yep. doesn't taste quite as good, does it? Mm-hmm. That's marginal so, value in economics. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think we should have learned something a long time ago you mean when george washington said when george washington said that we should have no entangling alliances with other nations that we should be uh peaceful and trade with other nations but not have entangling alliances like then back then in right what i'm saying is is that war is old men talking young men dying for nothing largely oh i'd go tomorrow are you kidding me to afghanistan so young men that are uh, old people that are patriotic to this country and believe in a cause would go in a heartbeat where and i believe you know, red white you know, and just blue, the, i'd go tomorrow just, where just, where hold, would you go wait hold on a second <laughs> stephanie i want to find out where are you going to go to fight for this patriotic cause you're talking about I would go to afghanistan if that's where we need to be but is it where I we need go, to be i would go wherever there is a need to fight that war somewhere else other than on his soil. Last time there was a battle on United States soil was the war between the states, and I'd like to keep it that way. 
Well, you know, j- just some- that wasn't the United States soil. I mean, that, that was a sovereign country that decided to secede, and it had uh, the you know the U.S. military uh, had no business. Of words, then. What's okay. that? Yeah, I, I, it's it's really difficult. You know, the United States military has done a whole bunch of adventurism. I mean, the Mexican American War. Think? Yeah, I mean, this this is the point. And if young men keep on going places and fighting for that flag and patriotic servitude, it's never going to stop, Jess. You see, it's not just the politicians. It's the people that are following them. I'm glad that you brought up that word. about the politicians. Yes, you do. They are the government. They are the flag, Jess. Gentlemen, let me me interrupt here. I, I like that you brought up the word patriotism, Mark, because this is something that Jess said also in the past. And I think that if you think about that word patriotism, it shouldn't mean just unquestioningly going along with everything that the government says or does. It should mean Absolutely critical th- critical thinking. And, you know, sometimes people don't want to admit uh, that bad things happened to them or that something happened that wasn't okay, like being sent to Vietnam. But, you just, know... I do appreciate the call, Jess. We have to go on to other folks here. Thank you very much. Keep listening and it's you'll It's okay hear to question. Our, yeah, please. Uh, please call. Please listen. Um, you will find that we do try to maintain a very consistent view here on Free Talk Live. Be right back. 855-450-3733. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Live, 855-453. That's a sacral toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. You can give us a call talk about whatever you want. But first I want to tell you about the Free State Project. The Free State Project is a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving individuals who are all moving to one state in order to have some effect on the the state, whether it's uh, from a governmental level or from a societal level, in order to bring about more liberty. Um, the, the the stated intent is to uh, to bring about a society where the maximum role of government is the protection of life, liberty, and property. And, you know, I don't think the government's very good at protecting any of those things either. So, frankly, but the, I do think that the Free State Project is having a it's having its stated effect. It's having it in spades. And you can find out more by going to freestateproject.org, checking it out. It's freestateproject.org. We uh, just spoke with uh, Jess, who is, uh, you know, understandably confused about our stand on um, sort of the military. He th- thought it was funny that we had uh, gun ads on Free Talk Live. And well, he probably thought we were liberals, quote unquote, right? I think so, like yeah. liberals. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Free Talk Live is neither liberal or conservative. We believe in a consistent position that you are the best one to, for, to make decisions about your own life. And we like freedom and liberty. And if those decisions include guns, God bless you. So, or whomever, Stephanie's an atheist. <laughs> right. Who, who do you who do you have blessing people? Is it Darwin? Uh, no blessings. No blessings no. from Darwin. Okay, I'm just wondering here. <laughs> I'll say God bless you. Let's go go to Brian in New Hampshire. Brian, can you hear me now? Hi, Mark. Hey, how are you? Can you hear? Me? Yeah. All right. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I just wanted to respond to Jess. Was that his name there? That was Jess. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, I was in the military during. Uh, <clears throat> 
during uh, our last uh, Iraq uh, little situation there. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I signed up, you know, in 2003 when it was all starting up, you know, voluntarily, knew what I was going in for, uh, you know, knew it was a war at the time. Uh, and I was a New Yorker most of my life. Um, <laughs> so I was kind of rather well indoctrinated. Uh, and, you know, you don't know till you get into the military, I mean, just what it is, and just really kind of the, you know, I, I went in, you know, expecting it to be this really honorable organization, mm-hmm. uh, this really, you know, just, just this, I don't know, this G.I. Joe kind of thing. Yeah. And it just wasn't. Uh, you know, it, it, and it was it was so disappointing. And as, as far as, you know, it's voluntary today, well, there's a lot of guys who signed up before we were going into Iraq who were essentially forced and ordered to go to Iraq, or at least even stay, they were forced to stay into the military. Right, I mean, they have so the, the stop-loss, right? I'm sorry? They have the stop-loss program, They right? had it, yeah. Maybe. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, so to say that it's voluntary today it, it is really a misnomer. Uh, it's it's not even close. Well, not only uh, I mean, that, Brian, very- but, you know, I think it's hard for me to imagine anyway uh, an 18-year-old who is told, you know, promised that they will get money for college and who is told that they will have direction and discipline in life and all these wonderful things and people will think of them as a hero. And, you know, it's hard for me to imagine them fully understanding uh, just what they're doing with their life. They're essentially renting out their body to the United States government and they take full advantage of that, you know, and they don't hesitate oh, to. Oh, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, there's, I mean, when I went in, you know, I was 19 and I didn't have a clue about anything that, you know, <laughs> that any, anything that mattered anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I can't even say that I was going in there, you know, with the proper mind frame uh, or even, you know, properly consensually, uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, it, 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 it's just, I mean, and they play that up, you know, that you're, you know, well, I mean, now that I've read, like, Smedley Butler, you know, and and when you think about it, it is such a joke to think of all the things you'll do just to get a little pin on your chest, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, a little piece or, of or, pot metal or, with yeah. some uh, fabric on it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, 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 and it's so... If if if, again, if they say if if they say that um that what you're going to get when you go into the military is discipline, honor, um you know all these things that one is supposed to get and you don't get those. I mean discipline isn't some guy yelling at you, okay? I mean yeah. discipline comes from the inside, it doesn't come from the outside. All the honor uh, any military, any organization at all can provide you with some kind of motivation from the outside. They don't really teach you um you know discipline. And by the way, the government had these people for 13 years prior to this. I mean, they, yeah. the government couldn't instill discipline in them in their schools. Why is it that it's going to suddenly be able to instill it in them in their military? I mean, you know, yeah. these things, these points point. don't make any sense to me. Yeah. No, right, right on. I mean, uh, you know, and, and and again, it's just this, you know, this fallacy that it's some kind of honorable organization. I mean, I, when I went in, you know, again, I was expecting everything that, you know, like a warrior's code, all this stuff. And then you find out your sergeants are beating their wives. Uh, you know, I mean, you go down the list. Oh, and that, it's so, you know, you know it's so sad, too, because there's such high rates of alcoholism and, uh, you know, domestic violence is, of course, a problem. Some of the highest rates of those things are found on military bases, unfortunately. 
And I think it's, oh, sure. it's, it's a- really, it's telling about the state of affairs when someone gets thrown into a, a very hierarchical situation where people are constantly yelling at them and they're on the bottom of the totem pole and they're told that, well, you have to do this or you're not manly enough or you're not uh, honorable enough. And, uh, and they see horrible things happening. They see people being blown up in extreme, gruesome violence and, and just encounter all this trauma. And then they're expected to come home and just pretend like nothing happened. And uh, Yeah, their minds are laid waste. Yeah, and they, they're yeah, not no, given they, the support absolutely. that they're promised either from like the VA and all that other stuff. Right, right. I mean, there's lies abound just in the recruitment process. And and yeah, I mean, and it's under it, it's sadly understandable you know that, that that people turn into well, not all, but uh, you know, quite a few of them ter- turn into the veritable social monsters. I mean, because of it, uh, you know, it, it's such. And, and then, and when you get out, and, and the world doesn't work that way. The world doesn't operate mm-hmm. the way the military does. You, you just, I mean, you're really messed up. There's a know? lot more <laughs> vets. That are, it seems like there's a lot more vets that are homeless than any other, uh, you know, particular. Uh, a job. Uh, yeah, you know, and it's, former, it's through no. Occupation. We really need to point out it's through no fault of their own. Really, I mean, it's it, it. Try being in a system like this, and then exactly going home and not having the support that you really need to get <laughs> to get over what you've seen. Frankly, uh, it's really right. difficult. Right. Uh, you know, and and, and it's again, it's such a shame. Uh, I mean, what what people will buy into. Uh, you know, even just the reasoning behind these wars, you know, and like I said, I mean, I went in there, you know, I wanted, you know, I wanted some revenge for a lot of things. Uh, I'm yep. also, I'm Jewish. I was and, angry uh, as hell after the 9-11 yeah. attacks. You know, I mean, I think yeah, and a lot right. of people were. If the government would have told me that, that Barbados had attacked us, you know, I mean, let's send the fleet over there and blow those clods yeah. of mud out of the water. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's attack Canada too. I mean, whatever. You know, the country was was ready for anything. Right. I mean, and and, and no one cared to tell, you know, tell everybody that the CIA said, look, this is blowback. This is, you know, know, Mark Schaefer or whatever. And what is what is blowback real quick, just for our listeners who might not be familiar? uh, Blowback is uh, the idea that um, your actions in a certain area create a, a reaction. I mean, it's pretty much Francis Bacon, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Every action has an equal or greater reaction. Brad, um, I, I appreciate the call. Um, real quick here, uh, you know, you know, blowback is essentially the belief that everybody around the world are people too and they might react like other folks do. I want to finish this uh, story real real quick here. It says, uh, this is from Ahmad, a 22-year-old from Zangabat, uh, said soldier, soldiers forced him to walk along what he believed to be a mined road. Soldiers kept telling us to show the mines, Ahmad said. Uh, he said, we, uh, we didn't oh know gosh. where the Taliban planted mines. They told us to move forward to the next village, and on the way, if anything happens, you're responsible for the consequences. We kept on praying, oh God, save us. Oh my gosh. I mean, you can That's imagine awful. what this is like, men, women, children being walked along at the point of a gun down a road that could very well be your next step could blow you apart. You you know that it could be there. And I, I, mean, I can just hear the crying babies. Um, it's the, the, terrifying. The children holding on to their mother's uh, skirts and trying to, you know, why, why are you scared, mama? Why are you scared? And, you know, the, the, the one caller called in and said that war is hell. I mean, this is true, but I, I don't I'm not going to allow myself to be callous to this. 
This would be horrifying if it happened to me and my family, and it's no less horrifying that it happened to somebody's family half a world away. Just because they weren't born on this uh, piece of ground uh, called the United States, just because they weren't born speaking English or having the same color, doesn't mean that these people are somehow worth less than ours are. And the United States is going to continue to have problems like this. As long as its citizens continue to believe that people from other countries matter less. 100% agree, Mark. Uh, Empathy is the only way to These are not your dogs. These are not cattle. These are human beings, and they have to be treated like that. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. It's, it's Mark with you. And Stephanie. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do on Free Talk Live. Also got a website there for you at freetalklive.com. All kinds of options and ways to listen to Free Talk Live. There's a live stream if you want to listen on the internet. There's more than 100 great radio stations, uh, satellite options, XM, free to air, the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com. You can see the lovely Stephanie wrapped in a blanket in order to stay cool in the uh, cold, <laughs> cold studio. <laughs> Listen it's a lines. Jungle in here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen lines where you can uh, you can actually call a telephone number and listen to Free Talk Live if that is the only option you have. I would suspect that would be the only way you'd want to do that. You want to run down your cell phone battery. It's listen.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Frank in New York. Frank. Uh, good evening. How are you guys up there? All is well. Wonderful. What's on your mind? Well, friend? we had a lot of snow yesterday. A lot of people and, had a lot of uh, snow yesterday. It's melted now, but I mean, it All was of it? really cold. Uh, very strange weather. In fact, in New York, uh, the leaves in Central Park uh, are all green still, and uh, we didn't have a frost to change them, so we're like two and a half weeks behind the normal cycle. Oh, and wow. I fear now, after the snow, we're not going to have any... Uh, leaves most of them will be on the ground i heard but that this was a record-breaking snow um from like 1830 or something like that i mean so this is a, a this is truly I, I hate talking about the weather right but um this is truly <laughs> a uh you know this is a once in a century if not more storm you're right and you know it's great that you we mentioned weather as the metaphor to start the discussion i've been incredibly disappointed by this government's policies, expansionist policies in the Middle East since 9-11, and especially the destabilizing of the sovereign nation of Libya by the United States and NATO. Oh, and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's very strange in the sense that, uh, well, we shouldn't, we're not, we're, we're very pragmatic. So we understand, we understand what nations do, especially the United States uh, going into countries uh, under false pretenses, violating the territorial sovereignty of the people, stealing the precious resources, and destroying a huge part of the population numerically. And I think the great tragedy with Libya is the fact that uh, everything that Gaddafi had done for his people and for Africa regarding his interest-free development bank allowed for real change and positive growth. 
And for the United States, NATO, and the United Nations to rape that nation, kill its leader uh, in the most brutal and gruesome fashion. And then uh, brag and about the it. the fact that the United States now can actually, in secret, kill American citizens or citizens well, around the world well, through executive order. What appeared uh, to me, just Frank. Bush had done without due process or trial really shows me that this nation is on the wrong path, and we are now Nazi Germany. Well, and it's frightening. I, I think that's going way too far, Frank. And, no, uh, I don't think let, it is. Well, I think let, it's let me, only, let me, I think it's very mild. In. Continue. Let, let me pop in um, here. I think that, you know, Gaddafi, not, uh, you know, the patron saint of uh, North Africa, right? Like this guy, when his people... Oh, I disagree. I think you have to read the history and even his support providing oil at low cost to Israel in violation of the Arab boycott that goes back, you know, uh, in Rabat from 1967. What do I care what rate? No, no, let me finish. You had, you had Mark Rich, the oil speculator. You had the labor Likud governments in Israel jacking up the price ten times and then selling the oil to the people. When you look at what Qaddafi did and how the United States attempted to kill him over 30 years of his regime, including Reagan bombing him and killing his, his children back in 1986, it's egregious, and it's time for international law or the U.N. or the World Criminal Court to come in and take our leaders and try them as what they are, war criminals. So, I and mean, I, I don't have much hope of that, that happening, not even much, though I just... Oh, I don't think it'll happen either, but the point is that's what should happen. But, and yeah, all I can okay, say so is protesters took to the streets government and he shot them. ...violating international law and the territorial sovereignty of innocent people, then you have a moral duty not to obey their orders. And I think... Very soon, there will be a coalition against the United States that will attack this nation and attempt to destroy it, and there will be no support for the United States because people will say its foreign policy from 1947 onward but, has been one of violating the territorial sovereignty of, of duly elected uh, leaders and stealing uh, natural resources and putting up and working as, as a lackey for the multinational corporations that really dominate this world. I, I, you know, I, I tend to agree with I that, Frank. But Frank I, I like what Frank But is I tend saying. to agree with what you're saying, but I don't tend to agree that Gaddafi is some kind of good guy. I mean, the, you know, protesters took to the streets, and he sent the military out there to shoot them, Frank. There were protesters. No, no, that's a lie. In fact, the protesters were CIA, uh, MI5, and... Um, Mossad going in there, destabilizing the region. We could see when George Soros uh, was funding the supposed Arab Spring beginning in January of this year and destabilizing regimes, regimes that were allies to Israel, that recognized Israel, such as Egypt, such as Jordan, such as Bahrain, different countries that, in a sense, no, um, Frank, I, I gotta, were, were allies, in a sense, I gotta of interrupt the United you. States, the United Kingdom, and Israel. Frank. And what's interesting... Frank, uh, thank you. <laughs> you know, I I pretty much agree with what Frank is saying, although I'm not up on a lot of those details that he was talking about. It just, it's not really my particular interest. However, I completely agree that the U.S. is totally overreaching in its foreign policy. And, you know, yeah, especially... Yeah, but I'm not going to paint the U.S. as the bad guy and, the, um, and, and any other country as good guys. As far as no, I'm in concerned, this instance, no, we are the all, bad guys. all bad in guys. In this instance, we are the bad guy. 
And we well, have to recognize it. I, I, you know, I is certainly... Syria the good guy? Is Yemen the good guy? I mean, the United States is on the, the side of... Well, uh, you know, they have territorial sovereignty, and they have a no, right they to No, they don't. They don't have territorial have to... sovereignty, Frank. The fact is that, you know, these, these people that claim to be our leaders don't have any kind of sovereignty. They're a bunch of violent thugs, any more than the mafia has territorial sovereignty over neighborhoods of New York. <laughs> and the concept of the state the or time. the nation... In international law, nations I understand have a right the to their own self-determination. I don't. How, right how can a nation have self-determination? Sovereignty. What if a nation Frank, decides? Frank, what if a nation decides it wants to pick up and move? I mean, for goodness' sake! Can no, it, no, a can nation it is defined its by its travel? borders. A nation is defined by its borders, right. and also it's the acceptance by other nations in the community of nations. That, Frank, that goes you know, I think. Would you agree? Uh, would you agree that seventeenth century? Frank, would you agree that if if political uh, people have conflicts with each other, maybe they should try to resolve those conflicts on their own and not yes, bring all these civilians them into them? Yes, war, I agree. As, as Von Clausewitz said, war is a continuation of politics by other means. Indeed, I'll agree with you on that. As far as I'm concerned, if politicians want to kill each other, they should uh, you know make it a make it a prize fight that we can all watch. I agree. And that'd be I agree. Much better. I think that's that's a very rational and logical way to go, but that's not the policy. It's uh, that the United not. States or the yeah. United Kingdom or Israel or other countries have been following. And I think, I think right now we're so close to World War III and nuclear annihilation that uh, any short-term – it's interesting. The politicians of those three countries have no long-term vision. It's all short-term. Quick profits and quick conflict. And how can we take what is not ours and integrate it within our corporate system? And that's wrong. And I think, I think right now we're set – Things have never been closer to nuclear World War III than they are right now. And I think right now all the leaders in the United States, uh, the United Kingdom, Israel, uh, it's time for regime change in these countries. And Thanks you need people that... Appreciate the call, Frank. You know, I, I, it makes me wonder, what was it like before, you know, in, in late November of 1941 in the United States, before we, mm. you know, the, the experience, the uh, the attacks in Pearl Harbor. Yeah. I don't imagine a lot of people thought, oh, that's their war, you know, but, uh, you know, interesting. Let's go to Tyrone in Texas, listening to XM. Tyrone? Uh, yes, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? You're, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind, Tyrone? Oh, I just wanted to uh, address some of the uh, inaccuracies from uh, several of the last callers. Okay. I'm actually uh, currently serving in the uh, U.S. Army. Okay. Hold the line here, Tyrone. I'm interested in what you've got to say. 855-450-3733. Tyrone in the Army. See what he's got to say. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Live, 
855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live's Live Sunday edition. You can give us a call at 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver, either as an investment or as a hedge against inflation, barter currency, whatever reason you want. Um, you know, this not because we're trying to sell gold and silver, although we are. <laughs> But because we believe in it, I was just uh, with my normal uh, weeknight co-host, Ian Freeman, and uh, he just picked up a um, piece a of silver. Kookaburra. A Silver, <laughs> a two-ounce kookaburra, and I thought it was very interesting. I've seen this before. I don't think we sell kookaburras at uh, gold.freetalklive.com, but you can go there and check out a bunch of different uh, gold and silver pieces. He was doing it to uh, – he had a deal offered by a, a friend and took it. And I thought it was a very interesting piece. It's uh, gold.freetalklive.com. I think gold and silver are poised to go up. That's my opinion. You can take it for what it's worth, but I've got it. And if you don't, you'll just feel bad. But it does. (laughs) Gold.freetalklive.com. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Tyrone has called in from Texas. uh, Listen on XM to elucidate and enlighten us. Titillate and transfix. I'm curious what he has to say. Indeed. Tyrone? Yes, hello. Hello, can you hear me now? Yes, I think we got a better connection. I was on my cell. Uh, how's it going? All's well. What was on your mind? Okay, uh, I wanted to address some of the uh, inaccuracies spoken by uh, um, the, uh, a couple of the last callers. Okay. Um, I'm actually currently in the active duty military, and... Uh, I kind of object to uh, several of the things being said about the soldiers and about the uh, the means of which we uh, carry on uh, uh, engagements uh, with uh, foreign nations. Okay. Such uh, as? What do you disagree uh, with? For, uh, first off, the, uh, the uh, children and women being led by gunpoint is uh, inaccurate. It says um, I personally have uh, gone to have deployed to Afghanistan for a year uh, and know for a fact that uh, the local nationals, the uh, local police, and the local army are the ones that will conduct those IED and mine searches. That is, as a matter of fact, uh, it says here in the story from military.com that, in fact, um, there were Afghan and U.S. Tro- uh, troops uh, involved in this operation. So likely the U.S. troops were there in an advisory role, which means that we'll shoot, we're, the, we're the last ones to start shooting or whatever. But um, they were there. All right. And uh, referencing us taking people around by gunpoint, I think that's inaccurate. How do you think they got those Uh, people to walk down that road? uh, Those people were either uh, involved or in the town or village. That's how it works. Uh, If why would, why would someone walk road, down a road that might have mines in it unless someone was forcing them to walk down that road? Uh, first off, first off, it's an inaccuracy to say mines. They don't use mines uh, anymore. Mines, uh, there's two different stories. And okay, things that might other... blow up, but answer the original question, please. I mean, why would someone walk down a road that Story could be hazardous mines. to them if they weren't forced well, because to? They, because as the insurgent, there's a large uh, story behind this, but here's the bottom line. The children and the people in those villages, they know where a lot of those 
IEDs are implanted because it there is. It seemed a like that's concept. what the the you know, Afghan and U.S. troops. I live in thought, a town of but... seventeen hundred people, and I don't know what every one of those seventeen hundred people is doing. Yeah. To hold me responsible for the actions of a few people in that town would be kind of ridiculous, don't you think, Tyrone? It would be it would be ridiculous if that were true. I told you the people don't we don't grab anyone by gunpoint. It says well, here, Tyrone, Tyrone, Tyrone you're saying we, and the fact is, yeah. military dot com says okay, military dot com, Tyrone. I'm not making this crap up. It says villagers in Afghanistan say they were forced to walk ahead of Afghan and U.S. soldiers along roads in areas believed to be mined by the Taliban. So you can take it up with uh, military.com if you don't like the semantics of the story, but it sounds to me like these people were forced at gunpoint, men, men, women, and children, to walk down a road that they believed to be mined. That is not necessarily. That is never the case when we're out there. They that is. You may not believe it, and you may not have done it yourself, Tyrone. But somebody clearly has this story, and it's coming from somewhere. And you know, I'd like to highlight it and find out what's going on. By the book, Tyrone. I wouldn't claim that. But don't you? Did did your military commander, your captain in the field, always do everything by the book? Book every single time. Well, absolutely not. And every every situation is is different, and you have to look at it as such. Um, but from the aspect of of uh, having people go down the field, uh, go down a road with IEDs, um, it is is an international disaster. Yeah. If the military were to actually do that. Um, it would be on every news station. It would be... It's on UPI uh, and NPR. It is. I mean, well, for one, nobody cares about what goes on in Afghanistan anymore, Tyrone. I mean, that's (laughs) Afghanistan is yesterday's news. And it's unfortunate. The United States military can do whatever it wants over there, and nobody cares. But this is from UPI and NPR, so it's getting a lot of play. And my question is, um, at this point, U.S. officials have not denied it. The only people that have denied it is the commander of the Afghan forces, but there are 20... Scores. That means, uh, you know, 20, 40, 80 people have said that this is the case. And I mean, what they do, what they all do, get together and say, yeah, yeah, let's say that we, they made us walk down a mine road. Doesn't that seem unusual? All I'm saying is there's inaccuracies. In I, I think you made your point, Tyrone. You know, if you keep saying not- something over and over again, it doesn't make it true. I'm sorry to say. I'm, I'm just saying this. If you knew what goes on down there, have you ever been to Afghanistan? Let me ask you. I guess I should just shut up and not have an opinion because I haven't been there. I haven't gone to Afghanistan. I've I've known a lot of people who have been there. Because, well, here's the thing: you have to be on the ground with these guys over there. The media to to care about and question when children are marched down a road with mines in it. No, I'm sorry. All I have to do is hear about it. Inaccurate comments all the time is what I get about. What I'm getting to. Some people Guess what, say, Tyrone? Well, there aren't too many people out there in the media the who are questioning these things. There are not too many people who are talking about these stories. That's because most of them are inaccurate. They're coming from individuals. He, he's just repeating that himself. I mean, didn't get enough money from the military, or they didn't. 
So they're lying. That's it. They're lying. Oh, they must be lying if they disagree with what Tyrone says. Right. And the there hasn't says. been a single crime committed by a U.S. military member in Afghanistan. Anybody who says so is a damned liar. Is that what it is, Tyrone? Absolutely not. Sir. There you go. All I'm, all I'm saying, saying here, Tyrone, is that this story, Tyrone, all I'm saying is this story from military.com reports that scores, that means uh, groups of 20, scores of people say that this happened. And you can call them liars if you want to. I never said that they were telling the truth. I'm just reporting it. Free Talk Live, 855 450 3733. It's a sickle toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here um, on Free Talk Live. We've been uh, discussing, you know, a couple of different things here. There was a story from the first hour about uh, the United States military being apparently involved in a situation where it looks like some civilians, uh, scores of civilians were marched down a road. Uh, that could it have didn't possibly... happen. It <laughs> didn't happen. And Tyrone called in, and and you know, like his experience was this kind of thing didn't happen when he was over there, and that's cool. I suspect it didn't happen when he was over there, or he didn't experience it. Right, he didn't experience that, and you know that's uh, good. Thank goodness it didn't happen when, and that wasn't, and that this isn't protocol. I absolutely believe that this isn't protocol, but I also believe that. People commit crimes. Cops commit crimes. Uh, yes. Politicians commit crimes. Uh, you know, people in power commit crimes when they, you know, that sometimes that, you know, they think to themselves, well, this is the best solution for the problem. Teachers sometimes will use force and violence against students that's uncalled for. And that just because it's not the policy, it's not by the book, doesn't mean it didn't happen. Exactly. And I don't know if it happened. We don't know anything except what's reported in the news. So maybe it happened, maybe it didn't, but there are scores of villagers reporting that this happened, and so far the only person that wishes to deny it is the guy who's right in the uh, the, that has the most to lose, the the Afghan um, you know commander on the ground there in the Panjwai district, right. And, and you know, it is said, kind of suspicious when there are forty people all saying at least happened saying something that happened. The first and rule of one criminal defense is denying it. it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that so what this draws up in my mind is what happens when people experience cognitive dissonance. Oh, yeah. Now, cognitive dissonance is what happens when reality does not, uh, you know, the reality as you understand it does mm-hmm. not fit to the reality as it's being presented to you. And this yeah, is it's what basically was, when t- when a person tries to reconcile two conflicting ideas. Right. Um, and, you know, one of those ideas is allegedly fact. and The other idea is um, the one that you hold as sort of true. And what Tyrone uh, apparently is holding as true is uh, the United States military is doing what it's doing over there by the book, except sometimes it doesn't because um, he said that. Yeah. But it must have been this time because it's going doing what it does by the book, but sometimes it doesn't. And that, you know, that uh, we're the good guys, they're the bad guys, and that that's the way it is. And, you know, I, I, I suspect that's what you have to do if you're in the military, on the ground, in a foreign country, that 
frankly, there's been no declaration of war. Uh, for. There is a declaration of use of force um, for well, Afghanistan. Gosh, but, you know, it, it just struck me so much. Not I mean, war. It's I'm, unconstitutional. Not, I'm not meaning to offend Tyrone or anything like that, but he really just kept repeat, repeating the point that what you're saying is not accurate. He really didn't have much to back that up or any real reasons but for that. But how could he know like, if it's accurate, right? Like, well, yeah, you would either but, have to be there in order to give uh, some account that's contrary. And nobody who's, you know, there's there was no U.S. person who was not in, uh, um, you know, not working for the government who was there in order to give this. Because I don't know whether it has to be somebody from the United States. To, I don't believe it has to be. Mm-hmm. I believe that these people's opinion is valid. And frankly... I don't know what the United States military is doing in Afghanistan in the first place. Yeah. I don't know what, you know, I mean. Obama they're... said he was going to withdraw troops from Iraq and actually sent more. And it's been such a mess. I mean, it's, well, now it seems be... like it'll never end. There's no clear uh, objectives or anything like that. There's And nor should there be. I mean, because there's no reason for U.S. troops to be there in the first place. Right. If I, you know, I, I, I could agree or disagree with whatever the objectives are. But at this point, the yeah. objectives are there are hundreds. And this is by the State Department's numbers. Hundreds of Taliban. Hundreds. I mean, they can't take care of their own. Their own military can't take care of hundreds of of Taliban. There are dozens, dozens and not even uh, tens of dozens, just dozens of Al Qaeda there. They can't take care of that stuff. Well, the United States military doesn't trust the Afghan government to take care of that stuff. Rightly so. And they want to turn that they want that nation to be a puppet state. And they're not convinced that it is a thorough puppet state at this point. And that's why the United States military is in Afghanistan. Well, but there's lots as, of nations that can turn into puppet states. As Randolph Bourne said, war is the health of the state. And as you put it before, Mark, there's the military industrial complex, which really uh, profits in many ways from and continues to exist from perpetuating war. People complain about the inefficiencies of government, the size of government, the intrusiveness of government. And this is in a nation that is among the freest on earth. Imagine the how you feel about the inefficiencies of and the size and the intrusiveness of government if you're in a nation where there's a war. Imagine what you yeah. think as a villager on the ground in oh Afghanistan about the efficiency of the United States military, about its legitimacy there on the ground. Imagine what you feel about how they, um, you know, they implement their justice there. I because like, there's no there's no trials for these people. Yeah, I, I really like what you're saying that, Mark, because I think the only way that these type of conflicts will ever end is when people start to think of people in other countries as human beings, like right. you said before. And you can't sit around and say, no, 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 have, no, this didn't happen. Yeah, they, they have the same feelings as you. They love their families. They're people, you know, and it was interesting. There was a video uh, a while back that I think I saw about, uh, you know, it was a thought experiment. What would happen if uh, like the Chinese army invaded the U.S. or something like that? Have you seen this? Or yeah, familiar? This, was, uh, this was a Ron Paul commercial for gotcha. president. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know when you think of it like that, or I've heard even people make the argument, what if a a bunch of aliens landed in the U.S.? And it's completely silly, of course, but but, you know, what if uh, some aliens landed in the U.S. and then were occupying all these different places and were telling people that they couldn't leave their homes past a certain time and uh, destroying certain homes because uh, they were suspecting terrorists and stuff like that? And their technology is so much better than the technology of the people here in the United States to do, you know, as far as weapons technology, that it's difficult to do anything. The only thing you can do is sort of make these explosives that go off when you're not around yeah. or, uh, you know, snipe them from the shadows. I mean, it seems like a very cowardly thing to do. But, you know, when the technology is uh, is such that it is, that, I, that these are the only things that one can do. And 
you know, I, do I consider these uh, folks over there fighting the U.S. military to be freedom fighters? I don't know. I don't really believe that one can have a free nation. I think that those are that's an oxymoron, yeah. really. I well, think that a nation can, is not, an organization that takes away freedom. Yeah, and it's just not black and white. You know, there are wrongs and rights on both sides, I'm sure. But the thing is, we don't need to be killing each other. Uh, right. And to me, that's the first step in downsizing the government and having a more peaceful planet. First, we stop killing people. Yeah. And stop subjugating people. Stop threatening people in other countries. And then you'll have a foreign policy where you don't have to deal with terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. You won't have to deal with terrorist attacks if you're not already terrorizing people. Yeah, that's the blowback that we were touching on before. Right. And there's yeah. one candidate out there um, that's running for, for president right now that actually is addressing these issues, and that's Ron Paul. And frankly, he's not getting much media support. Um, it's I, There's another straw poll out, and Ron Paul won this one with, uh, I believe it was 86, 82%. 82% he won the straw poll with. Now, if when Michelle Bachman won... pretty significant. Yeah, yeah, when Michelle Bachman won the Ames, Iowa straw poll, it was huge news. When Herman Cain won the Florida GOP straw poll, it was huge news. It 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 catapulted both of them into front runner status. They went from nothing to front runners overnight because the media reported this stuff. Ron Paul has won more straw polls in more states around the country. This one's in Iowa. You can't say it's not because it's not a. Uh, it's he won one in New Hampshire too. You can't say it's because it's not a primary state. Uh, you know, one of the first ones, mm-hmm. and they're ignoring him. And I don't know, frankly, They've what to do They've been ignoring him for as long as he's been around. <laughs> and is, it, is it because the media likes to report on war and they want to keep wars going? Is it because they believe their credibility is um, under attack if they support Ron Paul? I mean, if they not support him, I should say report on him like he's any other candidate. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I do think that Ron Paul's supporters are fanatical. Um, and I am. I mean, you know, I, if I thought that... Uh, a lot of people get get really excited when they hear someone who's actually saying different in the realm of politics. I'm kind of to the point where I just really withdraw my moral support for the whole system in general. But I can understand why people get excited when they actually hear someone who's talking about peace. Let's talk about this uh, ICE agent who apparently doesn't believe that there's any need for, for warrants. No, we don't need a warrant. We're ICE. That's what he said. 855-450-3733 on Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855 to get vapor or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Talk Live, 855-453. It's a SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we, that's what we do here on Free Talk Live. 
And uh, go check out the BBS. It's new. It's improved. It's uh, oh my goodness. It's been revamped. Have you been back? <laughs> no. <laughs> I so... was never there in the first okay. place. Okay. I was, was going to say, were you so <laughs> scarred by the first uh, oh, foray I, into the BBS? No, I heard there are people. There have been people trolling me on there for a long time, but I just don't read it. Uh, you know, I, I, I would like to say. <laughs> it's not just trolling me. It's trolling everybody. It's... But, you know, there were some folks that were trolling the, the new co-host, Stephanie, who I, I, I'm a big fan of. <laughs> but you're a fan of the also, trolls or you're a fan of me no, i'm a fan of you uh, but there were also more people coming to your defense so i mean that's good you know, that, thank you we that, appreciate that it, it, not, but but frankly argumentum ad populum is a <laughs> logical fallacy yeah. you know yeah. everybody on the bbs could think that you were bad or good and it wouldn't make you a bad or good talk show host i mean their opinions are valid for themselves but Everybody's got an opinion, and you know what they say about opinions. They're yeah, kind of I know like, what they say. Yeah, yeah. anal orifices, and <laughs> they stink and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Go on with the ice story, if you could. I've clearly painted myself into a corner. <laughs> well, this this story is really quite shocking. It's from the ACLU blog under immigrants' rights. It's filed under that category. Wait a second. I want to read something real quick Absolutely. here. If you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com. They carry knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. I've gone on there. And I was looking for uh, actually some uh, some knives. I needed uh, you know wanted different knives, so a fillet knife for uh, you know handling chickens, processing chickens, things like that. And the it's incredible the amount of uh, different knives. If they've got as many knives as they as many of the other stuff as they do knives, there uh, the the selection is uh, it's dizzying. They are family owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. In fact, some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. And this was one thing I really found to be true. The They had high-quality merchandise, name-brand merchandise, that at rates that were really, really low. And you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. As FTL's in Free Talk Live. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. All right. So from the ACLU's blog under Immigrant Rights, the headline is, We Don't Need a Warrant, We're ICE. On the night of October 20th, 2010, Angel Escobar and Jorge Sarmiento were in their beds in a small two-bedroom apartment in the Claremont Complex in Nashville. Several roommates and friends were in other rooms. The doors and windows were all shut and locked, and suddenly there was a loud banging at the door and voices shouting, Police and Policia. When no one answered, the agents tried to force the door open. Scared, occupants hid. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, in parentheses ICE, Agents began hitting objects against the bedroom windows, trying to break in. Without, oh a, without a search warrant and without consent, the ICE agents eventually knocked in the front door and shattered a window, shouting racial slurs and storming into the bedrooms, holding guns to some people's heads. When asked if they had a warrant, one agent reportedly said, quote, we don't need a warrant, we're ICE, and gesturing to his genitals, quote, the warrant is coming out of my balls. Hmm. I wonder if he had little, like little those little rubber super bounce balls in his pocket. Is that what he was referring to? Somehow, I don't think so. Yeah, that's that extremely like, rude. Yeah, that's. Oh, I mean, but these are public servants. Yeah, how is that any different than a common criminal who broke into the window and knocked, kicked in the front door, literally uh, with no warrant, and terrorized people inside? I'd like to point out, I know lots of common criminals. I uh, spent. Eight years in prison, more than eight years. And even in prison. they wouldn't be so brazen, probably. Well, they, what they would do is when they um, do home invasions, is they almost always yell "police" mm. because 
they know that it causes a person to have a momentary reaction and then they can get the drop on them. So the idea of yelling police, uh, you know, what does that say to somebody? It says, well, either these are the police or it's not, which isn't a very valuable thing to say. Uh, before we go on, let's go to Marcus in New Jersey. This is uh, we, we'll go on with this article, but sure. I want to make sure we get the the calls that are as they're coming in here. Marcus, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi guys, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about humanity in the military. Uh, hey, is this by the way? Is this Marcus from Brainless Tales? That yes, it is. Hi, so Marcus. Think. Great to hear from you tonight. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but you brought up humanity in the military. And I just wanted to relay a, a, a short story. Uh, my father was in Vietnam War uh, back in 66 and 67, and uh, he was in between art schools when uh, when he was, I believe he was drafted, and then he volunteered to be in the, you know, on-the-ground military uh, in the Army. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, he, he was, you know, saw a lot of action because he ended up, uh, while he was there, he was drawing a lot, and they actually ended up making him a um, photographer and journalist while he was there. So they would always fly him in as soon as the bullets started flying. They, they, they'd send him in to, to, to document. Uh. <clears throat> One of the times they were out in the jungle, and uh, they were near a, um, uh, I guess it was a, uh, a monk, a monk's, uh, I don't know what the monastery. Uh, yeah, Monk Monastery, right, thank you. And um, my father was pretty well aware of this because he studied the, the religions of Vietnam before he went over there. And uh, one of the uh, sergeants, or whatever their names were, above him had asked him to uh, go basically steal some uh, lumber from them. They were doing doing an addition, and there was not much lumber in the jungle. But uh, So my father went down to this monastery with his gun and all his ammo on him, you know, and, uh, you know, and these guys didn't speak English, and my father didn't speak their language, and he basically said, hey, you know, we, I, I need some of this wood, and, you know, what were they going to do about it? There was nothing they were going to do about it, because they're very peaceful. Yeah. And this is uh, this guy with a, uh, you know, an M60 with, uh, you know, bandoliers of, uh, of uh, you know, armor-piercing rounds uh, draped over him? Yes, exactly. And so, you know, what were they to do, and what was, you know, my father had to, had to get the wood, you know? So, uh you know, he brought it up, and and the sergeant used it for something like a shower to set up a shower or something. And the cleanliness is important, especially uh, when you're in a uh, you know nasty environment. Y- yes, yeah. I mean, and it's especially if you're you know the guy that's in charge, you know. Sure. Um, so the next day they were moving out, and my father asked permission because you know you don't can't just do what you want. But he asked permission to return the wood to the monastery, and uh, was. Was was given the okay for that because my father, you know, understood that they this wood was very valuable to them and sure. wanted wanted to return it. He didn't want to steal it; he wanted to borrow it, and so he was able to return it to them. He said when when he came through the jungle to this monastery with the wood and returned it to them, he said you would not believe the expressions on their face; they were just flabbergasted mm. and and excited. And uh, and my father was very kind towards them. And what they ended up doing was inviting him into the monastery and they actually he sat down and had a vegetarian meal with them yeah it's, Interesting, a, it's, it's yeah. a great story um I love you know it. i mean I, I i love the stories like that of uh how uh you know humanity creeps in and um in the battlefield and i you know if, if people are so hearing much... me say that i believe that people in the military are bad evil people i don't believe that 
what I believe is that um, you know that <laughs> that when you follow orders given on high by people who you know, haven't been in Afghanistan and don't know what the situation is either. Um, that you know, there's going to be all kinds of mistakes. I don't think the United States military belongs in 130 nations and uh, more than 900 military bases around the world. Right. I just wish that every military person could have the same compassion uh, that my father had at that moment. And it, it, and if that was the case, then there there wouldn't be any bullets flying ever. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, oh, I can't it, disagree with that, Marcus. You know, thank you for sharing the story. It, thank you very much, Marcus. You know what it uh, what it brings up is um, you know the, what always the other side of the argument is that is that Jack Nicholson speech uh, from A Few Good Men. There are walls in this world, and whether you like it or not, you want me on that wall. You need me on this. You can't handle the truth, <laughs> right? And uh, you know, there. Yes, as long as people stand on walls and point guns at each other, there will need to be walls where people stand on them and point guns at each other. At some point, somebody's got to stop pointing the guns at each other. Yeah, that's all I believe. And you know, stay. If you are going to stand on your walls and point guns at people, stand on your own wall. Leave other people's walls alone. I mean, the United States military can't even claim to be standing on its own walls. It's in 130 nations. Oh, they're way past that point. Yeah. And supporting these uh, puppet states around the world. Marcus? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, my father saw all kinds of terrible things in the war and I'm sure experienced things that I'll never understand. But, uh, you know, um, I just would like to see people move towards the idea of peace and and loving one another instead of uh, hatred and violence. Indeed. Yeah, well said. Thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. And it's not that I don't think that there's room for a situation where somebody does something uh, physically in order to stop violence from occurring. You know, I understand Violence should be a last resort, a very last resort. And it seems like when it comes to the government, it's not. Yeah. It seems like it's a first resort. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they they'll order people to do what they say over and over again, and then they'll use violence. But they... That doesn't mean that you're actually, I mean, you know, when you're telling people to it's follow your orders. It's a request versus a demand. Yeah, it's a threat. Yeah. <laughs> free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems, starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight, it's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp hours of battery, 220 watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators. Any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. freetalklivesolar.com. Talk Live, 855-453. Sacred Tool Free Call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live, the live Sunday edition. I know, it's stunning. A live Sunday program 
on the radio and on uh, satellite radio across the country. It's Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Check out the website there. We have a website that has all kinds of features for you, including the ability to link to stories, blog posts, uh, you know, videos, whatever you want so that you think is important to share with other people. Vote them up, vote them down. That's what we do at uh, the Free Talk Live website. It's interactive, just like the show. So you can call in, go to the website, whatever you want to do, freetalklive.com. Stephanie, we were referring, we were talking about a story where apparently an ICE agent, uh, or several of them, don't believe that uh, they don't need no stinking warrants. Yeah, uh, and not only that, but when they broke into a home where there were some Hispanic people, um, they ha- answered extremely rudely to the question of whether or not they had a warrant um, and said that the warrant was coming out of one of them said the warrant was coming out of his balls. Yeah. Not a very yeah. pleasant thing to say to, uh, to. Well, I mean, for one, I tend to not think of illegal aliens as saying, hey, you got a warrant, man. You know, like that's the only English phrase they know or something like that. It seems to me that a person who would ask that would be an American uh, or at least a naturalized individual. I mean, somebody who's or at least a little bit familiar with the so-called process that the judicial system is supposed to follow. Right. Someone who knows a thing or two. And I I really do believe that in this country, the whole idea of a um, of sovereignty in one's person's papers, houses and effects is going by the wayside. And oh, absolutely. It's going Uh, there because people believe that this instance or that instance matters. Like a lot of people believe that the problem with illegal immigration is so important that it's okay that ICE agents break into known Mexicans' houses because they might have illegal immigrants in there, right? Yeah. And, you know, they they can search houses. Or their pet issue might be a drug raid. You know, if they suspect that someone has drugs, it's fine to bust into their house because they're keeping the kids safe or something. Right. On on the word of an informant. But at the the very least, they have to have a warrant to do that. I mean, I know it's a rubber stamp and the warrants basically mean nothing. I was going to bring that point up. Yeah, because so many of the times when they do get a warrant, it's like there's not going to be any questioning about that from the judge. But think about a um but but think about living on a boat for instance mm-hmm. the, the, the authorities can come on boats anytime they want and search your boat interesting because they feel like they can i did not know that um so you know if you live on a boat how is that different than pirates there's uh they have they have badges that's okay. just a, they have they have warrants coming out of their balls apparently <laughs> right. um look, the pirate look, and balls. That, that's what this guy said and you know i'm not this is not me this is the, that's 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 your government at work if you're offended by this yeah. terminology please don't take it out on me take oh, it out on your agents at work it's awful and you know not, it wasn't only this i mean that was the most egregious part where they broke into this home and shattered windows kicked down the door shouting racial slurs and and screaming that they didn't it's need nice. a warrant because they're ice they also uh detained a and interrogated a child who was playing soccer on the playground can you guess what color he was i bet he was mexican he was brown yeah yeah so uh the aclu says looking latino and speaking spanish is not enough to justify probable cause for questioning and arresting a person should hope not another plaintiff in this lawsuit i was uh, down in texas it, uh, this week and uh i had the opportunity the rare opportunity for me to speak a little spanish and i did so with uh, some of the folks that worked around there of course they would always speak english back because they can tell when a white guy is speaking spanish <laughs> shouldn't, Gringo. Refer to, shouldn't refer to myself as white i have a sh- decide to a shoe race i do not believe uh, well, in fact, I don't think any of us really know what our races are at all. We're the human race. Right. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 
So uh, another plaintiff in this lawsuit was carted away in handcuffs in front of his frightened and crying children. That's nice. Can you imagine how scary this is? I cannot imagine. I can't imagine my three and a half year old son having a cop, you know, cops bust into the house, pointing guns all over the place and taking their daddy away to jail. I I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like for him. That just shatters your entire world if you're a kid. I mean, can you imagine like the, the, the complete lack of security that you would feel uh the the complete lack of order i mean it's really funny that a lot of these people who uh support these kind of raids happening consider themselves law and order conservatives right because to these children who are witnessing this and to these people who are living in these homes and then suddenly someone kicks in their door and breaks their window and and screams racist things at them uh that's a complete lack of order in their world it's a complete chaos also, um, the idea that you can – that, that <laughs> 535 uh, completely unaccountable, uh, largely um, – Parasites? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to call the, yeah. the, the politicians in Washington, D.C., people that should just leave people alone. Um, the idea that when these people pass a law, that somehow that law is right and just and that it should be followed – just because it's a law is ridiculous to me. Yeah. Um, the idea that there have been plenty can, of laws that are not consistent with uh, reasonable moral principles. Right. And and I've talked to pe- plenty of people who believe in these ideas of, uh, you know, the illegal immigrants are ruining the nation, that if they were on the other side of the fence and literally there's a fence in some places. Yeah. That they would want to be here, too. And in some cases, they may very well do whatever it takes to feed their family by coming here and, you know, trying to make a living well in some cases i think a lot of times people who oppose um illegal immigration and say well i don't have sometimes they're just over bigots right Uh, and sometimes they just don't want brown people here changing their white culture or whatever that means but sometimes they say stuff like well i'm not opposed to immigrants coming here to the u.s but they should do it legally. Yeah. And I think if they understood what it took to do it legally and how much money it costs, you have to get an, a, an immigration lawyer. They hate lawyer. the government bureaucracies every other place in the world. Imagine yeah. what that government bureaucracy is like if you, they're not even beholden to you for a vote or taxes. Oh, yeah. Imagine if they just, you know, if they have. And they no, actually want to keep you out. Right. I, in I many mean, cases. Many could, people have ideological reasons for joining those, uh, the Border Patrol and stuff like that. Sure. I they mean, do. some of them just want a paycheck for sure and sure. want an easy, cushy job, but a lot of them want to so called defend the culture or defend the borders or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Government's an extraordinarily uh, inefficient organization, and to believe that uh, if you consider guarding the border to be uh, valuable, why in the world would you leave it in the hands of an organization that is unaccountable and inefficient? Yeah, well, I can't say I agree with the Minutemen either. I mean, sitting on the border with guns or whatever, trying to scare people away. Um, I think that they're only doing that because they know that the people that are coming across those borders are unarmed. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know why why they're doing it, but I really disagree. You know, I think freedom of movement is generally considered a basic human right. And if people are free, they should be able to cross uh, arbitrary lines in the earth freely. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. No. Um, you know, I mean, if you want to spread the ideas of freedom, you need to enact them first. Yeah. And if you enact them, then hopefully if they're good ideas, then they'll spread. Will more people come here for, to enjoy the freedoms? And I mean, real freedoms. I don't think that uh, by, by well, coming now, here, they're actually leaving now because it's some, becoming so much less free. Some you know, are. Yeah, the, the economy a lot has of the been immigrants destroyed. are leaving. And can you imagine? Mark? But it's been destroyed by the politicians. Yes. The same people that are supposedly yes. protecting your freedom. Exactly.
And these, uh, the idea that you're going to, you know, uh, you're going to crack down on these folks and have a better life for your kids is really just wrong. I mean, yeah. you know. Can you, Mark, can you imagine, like, what if uh, we live in New Hampshire, right? What if uh, suddenly the people in New Hampshire decided that uh, they were going to elect a bunch of bureaucrats who thought that, well, we need tougher laws to stop people from coming into New Hampshire and ruining our culture and changing the food you know, change in the language. And so they put up border checkpoints and uh, and barbed wire fences and dogs and helicopters at the New Hampshire border. How do you think that would affect the economy, uh, the lifestyle here? You know, I mean, it's, right. um, it's just absurd. How's, it, how's that going to be for trade? Yeah. How's that going to be for, um, I mean, it, it, actually, the population of New Hampshire is diminishing. Um, the young people are leaving. So how do you get new young people? Well, you, we can't let them in. They're dangerous. Right. They're going to change They're going to the culture. change the culture. What I mean, is there, culture? there actually are some people who do say that. Like, there are some people in New Hampshire who say, oh, those people from Massachusetts want to move up and take their big taxes with them and stuff. Well, and, I kind of feel the same way at times, but... But wouldn't want to put up a fence to keep them out, right? <laughs> right. The very least, you have a... Uh... Uh, a conversation with them about you know yes. well, what is it you think that's so bad that's coming from Massachusetts and then you know voluntary if it, if it's, means if please. it's big government then you don't want big, big government to solve big government problems eight five five four five zero free free talk live. Talk Live, 855-453. It's a single toll-free call in line. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. 855-450-3733. Here in the North, Northeast, we had a huge storm come through. And at, at, this is a once-in-a-century kind <laughs> of storm. It waylaid me. <laughs> and night. power's out. I think it's a quarter million people are expected to be out for more than a week. Oh, my goodness. Half of Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a huge amount. And... I was talking to a guy at the airport. He says, I've got a generator. I'm ready to go. And, you know, if you've got a family, this is it's not like, you know, if you're just a you know single person, you maybe go over to a friend's house or something like that. If you've got a family, it's tough to pick up and move and, and do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. What you, you know, try a generator. And if you're going to get a generator, think about this idea for a second. You know, you can get all different kinds of generators, gas generators, power, uh, propane generators, uh, you know, I can't really think of any others, but, you know, gas generator, you got to keep gasoline on hand. That stuff goes bad. Mm-hmm. Propane, you've got to have a truck come out, fill it up. You don't know, hey, wh- how, what if the power's out for two weeks? Is that going to be enough propane to continue running? I doubt it is. How about a solar generating system that not only handles it in an emergency, but handles whatever is hooked up to it all the time. It's already paying itself back. A regular generator isn't doing that. The solar generating system from uh, Sound Wisdom at freetalklivesolar.com can take off uh, your your well pump, your freezer, and your refrigerator off the grid 24-7 and... You know, they'll be ready in an emergency and you'll be ready, um, you know, regular times. It, uh, you know, takes it off the grid. You're not paying for it anymore. It's freetalklivesolar.com. They have, even on Sunday nights, experts standing by to answer all your questions. Uh, you know, anything you have, any questions you have about solar, this thing can be expanded to take your whole house off the grid. It's freetalklivesolar.com. Stephanie, let's go to some calls here, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Pat, calling uh, in on XM. Pat. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind, Pat? Oh, you were talking about how difficult it is to immigrate to this country legally. It can be, yep. Yeah. And I 
married a lady from St. Petersburg, Russia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we we had tried to get her a green card and a social security number, and now immigration claims that I don't make enough money. So now, wait, really? I'd like to I'd like to step down for a second because everybody believes that all you need to do, uh, you know, this is the easy route to immigration. Yep, just and, find someone to marry you. Right? And these these rules that are not passed by any legislator, they're just passed by the, the you know the immigration bureaucracy itself. They just decide to make it difficult. You married this woman. Yep, they gave her a K one visa because they had all my financial records. And they gave her a visa to come here. She had 90 days to either marry me or go back to Russia. Mm-hmm. So we got married. And now that we're trying to finish it, you know, get the green card and Social Security number and everything else, now they claim that $69,000 a year is not enough income. Good Lord. I mean, if you can't... How? <laughs> I mean... Since when does, does your income even factor into the equation? I guess they're afraid that she will end up on welfare or I don't know what their fears are. I Wow. That and, seems like plenty to me. Yeah, I, I mean, you know. I mean, do you have any children or does she have any children? I have uh, two boys. One of them lives with me, one lives with the ex-wife. Okay. Seems like you could support yeah. uh, I mean, it seems like you could support. I mean, she's going to at some point or another be able to work, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. When would if she be able to work? They would allow her to work. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, well, K one is not a work. Visa, we're going right? to not let her work, and you don't make enough money to support her. So, I, you know, this is they create their own problems. Yeah. And did so you have to file have a to bunch of fees with them, Pat? Off. Did you have to pay fees? Pardon? Did you have to pay fees as part of this process to get her here on the temporary visa? Yes, I hired an immigration attorney oh, and wow. paid yep. the homeland security and everything else to get her the visa. And the green card paperwork and everything Tanya filled out because she used to work for a couple of millionaires over there in St. Petersburg, and that's pretty much her job was filling out paperwork. Oh. But the green card was like 800 and some dollars, and then another couple hundred for Homeland Security, and and now they're saying no after they have the money in the bank even. You know, wow. I find this so outrageous, yeah. Pat. Um, here you are. I, I see on the, the the thing here, you're a truck driver. And, um, you know, frankly, thank you guys for what you do in order to keep America going. <laughs> yeah, that's um, cool. It's but, important. You know, there's, here's a guy who's out there making things happen, a free guy in a free country who marries the woman that he wants to marry. And he has to go begging these people that, that produce nothing, that do nothing to make this country a better place. Oh, please, please, please let me have my wife. It's pathetic. It's, it's pathetic what this government makes uh, you know, strong individuals do that you must bow and scrape. That's all they seem to want. You, they want your money and they want your obedience. And it's it's sad and it's disgusting. Yeah, Pat, I'm so sorry to hear that this happened to you. I just can't imagine what it would be like to be in love with someone and be separated by being, you know, the accident of birth, really separated yeah. into two arbitrary geopolitical boundaries. And I'm just it breaks my heart. 
Well, we haven't surrendered yet, but no, it's good. Now I have to send them a listing of all my assets. I had to get my house reappraised. Um, that that is so intrusive. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, even the IRS only if they're going after you do they do something like that. They're going to want a sperm count to make sure that you can impregnate the girl. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> Pat, thank you for the call. Good Eight luck. Five. Good luck, Pat. <laughs> Two lost lovers separated by a sea of water and bureaucracy. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, this as bad as what Pat was saying sounds. I mean, he's a he's a straight man. He was marrying a woman and, you know, I heard a story a little while back about these two men who were long-term partners for 19 years and one of them was originally born in Australia and he was um he was caring for his partner who was an American citizen mm. because the partner had uh, advanced HIV and was was kind of uh, needing a lot of care. And the partner who was the caregiver got deported because they were not allowed to legally He's marry. He's taking jobs from Americans that could be caring for this guy, you know. Oh, Let's go for to Vir- Virginia um, in, in Georgia. Virginia? Hello. Yeah, you know what? I thought I was calling Rob Red in uh, radio station, <laughs> but I was going to... Hello. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, Rob, is yeah this is Free Talk Live. Yeah, this is Free Talk Live. Rob used to be what, on uh, this channel. What this is? Uh, this is. I. I don't we're on a tell lot you. of different it's, radio it's not a station. stations. Uh, we're on. Can other... I get? Can I get this in uh, Atlanta? You can go to Free Talk. Freetalklive dot com. I don't know that we are on um, any particular radio station in Atlanta. Oh wow! Well, he's on, and he's talking about her, uh, Herman King. Okay. And uh, he's talking about how uh, they found some mess, some junk on Herman King. And uh, I think this guy, he just, he don't like Herman King because Herman King is a deeper, darker black American. You think it has to do with his color? I think so. Okay. I really, really do. Because I think that it was a plan for uh, Barack Obama to become president as a small baby. You know, as far as his father being African-American. This is interesting. I wonder who planned this. (laughs) Okay, uh, Virginia, if you'll hold the line, I would like to talk to you about this just a little bit more. 855-450-3733. All around the world, people are achieving success and making their dreams come true. You can be one of them. Whether it's wealth, happiness, business, or relationships, the only thing keeping you from achieving your goals is the desire to be successful and the know-how to achieve it. At AllSuccessClub.com, you'll find the information you need to succeed from those who've already achieved it. Set your life on the path to success now at AllSuccessClub.com. Talk Live, 855-453. It's a SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. As a matter of fact, we just had uh, somebody call in to talk about Herman Cain here, Virginia from Georgia. And I, I'm going to get right back to her, but first... Uh, Real quick, if you're unable to own a firearm due to, say, local laws or whatever reasons, an air gun might be a really great substitute. 
And there are plenty of other reasons you would want an air gun. Maybe training a child and fire, firearms use, varmint control, maybe a little cheap inter, indoor entertainment. Those damn varmints. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, an air gun's just a lot better for that, uh, that uh, particular uh, sure. activity in a lot of ways. So, Or maybe some cheap entertainment indoor target practice during those long winter months. I recently got a 50, 50 caliber air rifle that can bring down a deer from Pyramid Air. They're the world's largest online gun retailer in business since 1993. They've got an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau. Their experts can help you find the best air gun for your needs right over the phone. They did it with me. You can get a 10% off or free shipping, whichever is better, with coupon code FTL11. Go now. See the amazing dragon claw at airgun.freetalklive.com. Peruse the site. See all the other great air guns they've got there and accessories. It's airgun.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Virginia. And it, by the way, it's Mark. And Stephanie. Virginia and Atlanta, Georgia. Virginia? Yes, I'm here. So, uh, yes, Herma Kane. Herma Kane and I was raised up together. Oh, uh, interesting. In, in Atlanta, Georgia. And he's a very intelligent man. Oh, I would agree with that. Uh, yes. And what I've seen, I'm, I am 69 years old. But what I understand with, you know, politics, they do not want anyone from Atlanta to stand up if they are black. And when I talked about um, uh, the president, I believe that it was planned for him as a child to be president of the United States. To now, push what, other blacks back. What makes you say that, Virginia? I mean, what evidence is there? Because, that... because you know what? After a, a period of time, as he was growing up, I think it was set up for his daddy to be accidentally killed. You know, it was like a ransom to me. So who, who would be and, orchestrating that? I think the government. Well, I mean, the government, Barack Obama is the government now, but wouldn't... Uh, the... Well, before he before he got to be a government, you know, I think it was pre-planned so he could become president. He was born in 1948. Okay, it was a question whether he was uh, uh, born in the United States, which yep. he was. I believe in 1948, Hawaii became a state. So, um, but, you know, I mean, it, certainly that's the case. Did the government you know, plan? You know, like people come over here and go to school, okay, sure. from Africa. Uh-huh. You come over here and go to school, be a change student, yeah. okay? You get this woman pre- pregnant, and then in the future, we would change the way blacks look in a long run. You know, every time a black man stand up in Atlanta, <laughs> they knock him down. So is this the the, well, like the conspiracy? The man, uh-huh. Is this like um, saying that uh, the that Michael Jackson and Prince are uh, you know that, that they are, their careers went well because they were sort of effeminate, light skinned black people? Is that uh, no, Michael Jackson wanted to be white because he feel like that's what he had to be to be a black to get to the top. Now Prince. I, I don't know about Prince. I he thought didn't really Michael Jackson to... had an autoimmune skin disorder that killed the pigmented cells. Yeah, when cells. you use bleaching cream, it changed the DNA. It changed your cells. When you, they got something so strong in Africa that you can put on your body. Even uh, Whoopi Goldberg, her skin color is changing. And Sammy, uh, the one that played baseball, his uh, his his skin uh, tone is changing. Anything well, you know, you Virginia, I can, body, if I could just mm-hmm. uh, interrupt for a moment, I mean. I, I don't okay. dis, I don't dispute that there is definitely systemic racism in the U.S. and I think that needs to stop for sure. I just don't I just don't know about uh, some of the 
the conspiracies, you know, about Obama. And there are a lot of people who who say that, uh, you know, he wasn't born in the U.S. and he doesn't have a real birth certificate. What do you think about that? Well, I just told you he was born in 1948 and uh, Hawaii became a state in 1948. So he is an American citizen. Okay. But the problem that I have, any dark complexion person, which I call the aboriginal people here in especially Georgia, uh, which is the 13th uh, colony, they knock them down. And I think the biggest problem is um, tribes fighting against tribes. In other hey, words, I you know, agree with you there. I mean, I think we're all human beings. I would like to have everybody what get along. Clarence Thomas, he's dark. Who? Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas? Yeah. They're against him, too. It, well, the one on Supreme But he's conservative. Maybe, maybe they just, you know, maybe the, the liberal blacks don't like the conservative blacks. Is that, could that well, be you it? you got to understand, blacks is all over the world, so, so and whites sure. as well. Sure, sure. Yep. You, you see, and everybody that's dark, they call them an African, but they do not call uh, somebody who mixed a European African. No. Yeah. See, I have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah I agree. I you do, know. too. What so, term do you like? You know, uh, what, 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 what they are doing, to me, is confusing black Americans. I, I prefer they the term black. They're trying to overthrow something to get what they want. I, I got you. Virginia, I appreciate All the right. call. Thank you very much. 855-450-3733. I don't know if there's a conspiracy. I, I wouldn't even propose to to, to know. Um, you know, to me, the the light skin, black skin argument. I, you know, I, I I wish we could all just forget about that darn shade of melanin in our skins. The I the wish to cockatan and cockagen. I mean, those things. Uh, they they don't define us. They shouldn't no, define us. No, they shouldn't. And you know, I really wish that we lived in a world where we could just forget about it because it was was a non issue. But unfortunately, that's not the world that we live in today. Yeah. And things are changing. They're getting better. Better, but we still have a long way to go. I'd agree. Let's go to Jamie. And, and you know, frankly, I um, the, the very best thing I think about uh, Barack Obama as president is that he has um, shown that uh, somebody uh, of color, whether you, you consider them to be you know black or whatever you want to call them, somebody of color can sit in the the highest office in the world. And I think that that and, is... And unfortunately, I mean, regardless of his skin color, he has some pretty bad policies. Oh, but, I agree. But yeah. I like the fact that, uh, you know, people accepted him uh, regardless of what he right. I don't think that I don't like. I don't hear an outswelling of racism over him being in the office. I'm certain that there are people nope. that are uh, outraged by it. Let's go to Jamie um, in Indiana. Jamie. Hello, Jamie, you're on Free Talk Live. What is on your mind? Well, I uh, wanted to say I appreciate your show. I've been listening to you pretty regularly here for the past few months. Okay. Um, and I wanted to make a comment sure. about the immigrant situation. Please. Uh, but I, just hearing your last caller, could I make one quick comment about what she was talking about? It's sure. Free Talk Live, Jamie. Well, uh, first of all, I wanted to, uh, to mention the fact that Barack Obama uh, was raised by his mother, who was white. And uh, I was wondering if there's a reason that black uh, mixed race people always seem to adopt the black uh, part of their race as to what they use 
on their birth certificates or, or whatnot of applications? Has it got something to do with... Uh, you know, I think, honestly, that, Jamie, that it comes from cultural racism, because if you look back in history, people who uh, had a small amount of, of uh, black ancestors was, or something were, were considered completely black because the Europeans wanted like pure genetics or whatever. They wanted people to be uh, genetically homogeneous. And so any amount of, of black ancestry was considered black. I don't agree with that. I mean, it, what does black even mean and what does white even mean? It's kind of confusing to me. There's no real definition. And I think even... Even harping on those those categories can be dangerous sometimes because people make generalizations based on skin color that aren't that have nothing to do with each other. Like they'll say that they'll say things about intelligence or whatever aptitudes that just willingness don't to apply to groups of people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I agree with you 100 percent on that. Yeah. But before uh, you go, you on, know, I'm going to bring you back, Jamie, and we can my, talk about my um, mother was full blooded Indian. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I want to talk to you about that. But I um, and please hold the line here. And you can give us a call at 855-450-3733. But it is very interesting, this idea of you know race. And I think that many people consider themselves black because the world considers them black. Yes. yes. I mean, the world considers me white, but I've got all kinds of different ethnicities that are all mixed up in there. Yep. So I just refuse all that. Whenever you know the government asks me those questions, I refuse. Free Talk Live. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game. It's all in your browser. There's nothing to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com, use coupon code FTL, and double your mining speed. It's free. MineThings.com. Live 855-450-3733. Why I'm giving out that number? Where got, uh, you might be able to squeeze you in. 855-450-3733. Let's go back to. Oh, before we do, uh, I want to tell you about the AMP program. AMP program is a way for you to support Free Talk Live. What we do by um, you know sending some money. We ask for three dollars a month in order to uh, support us, and we give you some perks. There's an amplifier section on the BBS. There is an amplifier call in line. There's a commercial-free podcast, whatever, uh, you know, all kinds of benefits for the AMP program. And it's cheap. You can help spread the ideas of liberty far and wide. Probably the most efficient use of your liberty donation dollar, it's the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. Also, when you're doing your shopping online and you say Amazon or Newegg, go to shop.freetalklive.com. Go through there. You get the same great prices you'd normally get, and Free Talk Live gets a cut. It's shop.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Jamie in Indiana. Jamie? Yeah, uh, Jamie. I want to make on the immigration issue. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say that my second wife was uh, Mexican okay. and European. Her mother was uh, was born in Mexico and married and came over to the United States uh, the legal way and so forth. I have a son uh, with with her, and uh, you know he's a great great kid. And her mother and her family down there they were all great people. Uh, my issue is that there are some bad people crossing the border down there. There was a rancher that was killed not too long ago. Uh, I was living in Arizona at the time, working with uh, 
the National Guard. And so there are some issues with some of the illegals coming over. Um, oh, yeah, the, absolutely. So there, there are criminals crossing that border as well as hardworking people. But, you know, um, I, I often wonder about this. For instance, I am a convicted felon. And I tried to cross into the border legally um, in Canada to go see a friend of mine. I was going to spend a week up there, you know, and hang mm. out at his house and spend a little money, do some shopping. It was a vacation. Yep. I had no idea that you couldn't go uh, across the border into Canada. They threw me in the jail and uh, kicked me out. Um, Ooh, and so I spent a when night. When was in, that, Mark? How was it? No, when was it? Uh, this was uh, two, uh, 1998. That's wow. That, that surprises me and, that it was that bad back then. You know, um, one might say, well, we don't want convicted felons coming into Canada, and it's easy to sort of vilify convicted felons. It certainly is, but you know, do you see how that policy can trickle down from, there's people killing people on the border, and certainly some of them are illegal immigrants, but what about if, if you say, well, this group kills, then can't you say that about any group? Yes, you can, but my point is that we do have to have some sort of, like you always hear the argument, we have to have laws and enforce the laws. You know, we, we do have to have some standards that are set and that we have to follow, and we have to just possibly screen the people better, let I, them cross over. For what? Let them Jamie, do it legally, I, I have a question for you. we have to do a better job with screening sometimes. To keep out... I have a, I have a couple of questions I want to ask Jamie. Uh, first one, Jamie, is, um, you know, do you think that there are bad people or criminals, others who would hurt other people already in the U.S.? Oh, Absolutely. I worked yeah. in law enforcement for, uh, you know, quite a few years myself. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's bad elements in, in every race, every uh, nationality. Uh, but my point is that we've got to maybe just screen a little bit better. Well, let them come over, but let them do it legally. I know that's the argument that you always well, hear. I, I do hear it, and and this is the point I'd like to say is, is um, okay. So the Mex- so illegal immigrants got across the border today when there are thousands of border guards on the border, a fence in some places, and uh, you know billions and billions of dollars are being dumped into an apparatus to keep them out, and they're failing. And you know to say that we need to do something about murderers coming across the border is all fine and good, but even if you let everybody but murderers across the border convicted murderers the murderers are still going to sneak across well and not only that but you know when you criminalize things like crossing a border and when you make it more difficult or i'm sorry not you when the government makes it way more difficult for people to cross the border legally it's making criminals out of people who weren't criminals before and then you know it's a slippery slope from there maybe for them to do other things you see with how that works yeah i do um but i'm still waiting on a on a good working solution you know we we hear both sides of the argument i've got one but there's never the other side that presents a really good argument and a and a fix for the problem Okay, so uh, Gary Johnson, uh, president, presidential candidate, has a, uh, and he was the former governor of New Mexico, the only state in the union that has a constitution written in two languages, uh, uh, Spanish and American. And, I, you know, what I hear from you, Jamie, is I hear a guy who's ready to hear some answers. I hear a guy that doesn't hold in his heart any kind of bigotry. He wants an orderly system that is going to work. And I think that this is it. Uh, Gary Johnson proposes that anybody who wants to get a work visa can come here 
here and work. They won't get any kind of uh, government assistance. You know, they're not going to get welfare. They're not going to get WIC. They're not going to get, uh, you know, any of these things. I suppose they probably would get public schools, which I personally would cut that off the list, too. That's a big one. But, um, you know, as the case may be, you really can't. Uh, prevent that one. But, uh, you know, and frankly, I don't think American citizens deserve any of those things either. I think that somebody should work for the things that they get. But give a work visa to anybody who wants to get it. That way they're tracked. That way they pay the taxes that uh, people want them to pay. And that way uh, they can come here and provide a better life for themselves. Now, I think can't the really size, say I support tracking and taxing them. I, I support the size and the intrusiveness of government being diminished. But I most important to me is that free people be able to provide for their families. And currently that's not happening. It's not happening. Well, that is a good plan. I'm surprised they hadn't heard about it before because I stay pretty up on the political uh, format of the the nation and all. But uh, you know, that sounds like something that would be workable. And check him out I at GaryJohnson2012.com. So, I'm sorry, I didn't something does need to be done. Thank you, Jamie. I, I do appreciate that. It's Gary Johnson. I think it's 2012.com. I have uh, given some money to uh, that campaign. If uh, if anybody wants any, any kind of disclosure on that, I do think he's a really great choice. But you know, as the case may be, do you have anything more on this uh, this this ice story that you wanted to get out, Stephanie? No, that was basically it. You know, I just think it's important to bring awareness to these kind of things. People think that this, you know, this style of violence can't happen to them right they think oh well you know when they raid places it's for a good reason it's because they have uh valid information and they they're bad people in there that they need to catch but no that's not true often they don't have warrants and sometimes uh the warrants have the wrong address on them and it's estimated that there's a police raid that happens in the u.s every 19 seconds yeah uh it's it could be you sometime. right it could be it could be you a bad address and, and these kind of things but you know at the same time i used to be one of these guys it's like well we have to do something about the border i really i was just mm-hmm. like jamie and i began to look at it and i could see that the government could only fail it only fails i mean if <laughs> the, the very fact that there are tens of millions of illegal immigrants in this country already and we have dumped billions hundreds of billions in dollars into trying to stop them from coming in i mean yeah i suppose you can claim that illegal immigrants take jobs from americans well the government steals its money from americans in order to prevent the illegal aliens from coming in i mean this is just oh the government loves to deflect that animosity towards a a scapegoat and i think illegal immigrants have become the new scapegoat new people coming into an economy eat food they live in houses they drive cars they consume things um yeah sure some of them send money back home Mm -hmm. but are you telling me that i shouldn't be able to send money to somebody in a foreign country Really? That's what you want to tell a free person? That they can't send money to, pe- to other people? I mean, I want them to send money to their, uh, you know, their abuela down in, in uh, Tijuana. Please, go ahead. Send her some money. <laughs> Take care of her. She needs, She deserves to be able to uh, to eat. Their grandson should be able to send her some money. Well, if it's their money, they should that. be able to do whatever they please with it. Absolutely. Right? And the, America will benefit. People talk about culture. Culture is a conversation. Culture is a belief in a given snapshot of time. You know, American culture. I remember when they didn't sell bagels in Sarasota, Florida, when I was growing up. I'd never had a bagel when I was growing up, and now bagels are everywhere. I mean, this is this is how cultures change. We're not being take, taken over by illegal, illegal Jewish immigrants <laughs> uh, because there's some bagels and cream cheese being offered in the grocery store. Well, actually, though, if you look back into the 90s, 
1920s and 30s. I mean, people did say those no, kind they, of things about Jewish immigrants. Jewish immigrants, Italian and immigrants, Irish, Irish immigrants. Yes. Now, take a look around you people. And basically, immigration was extraordinarily liberal at those time frames. Yep. Yes, there mm-hmm. were you know some rules. They'd take you in. They'd quarantine you for three days. They'd screw up your last name. They'd pat you on the butt and send you out the door. Um, but look at how the country has benefited from Italians and uh, Irish and Jews and Poles and all these people coming here and working hard. Now, they didn't have uh, the welfare the way they have it now. These people had to work to feed their families. And that is good for the country. That's good for you and me because they build wealth around us all. They give us all more options. Yep. Culture can't be forced. That's it. Yep. Free Talk Live. (laughs) Thanks for listening. You check us out at uh, freetalklive.com 24-7. We'll see you seven nights a week, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, freetalklive.com.